This is the stinking truth. So we'll dive deeper into Kansas City and, and Baltimore later on in the week uh, here on the on the podcast. Over in the NFC, San Francisco. Eh, concerned? Surprised? Mm. Red flag that it was that much of a struggle? Where <laughs> they did something that they haven't done with Kyle Shanahan. That is rally. Yeah. From from seven down in the fourth quarter to come back and win. We told you right here on the Stinking Truth podcast why they have had a tough time in those situations. It's not how they're built offensively. They don't get in static formations. And I thought Greg Olson made made a, a great point in calling the game about how Brock Purdy has operated out of out of shotgun, you know, gun empty. And he really did a good job out of gun empty. But that's I, I will tell you right now, as far as route runners are concerned, they're not the greatest of route runners. They're not. They're That's not how they're built. And part of that is probably the fact that they haven't done a lot of it compared to the way they are built, which is run the football, set up all our play action, motion, shift, get edges, run the football, and then create mismatches in the passing game off your play action game. And all of a sudden, when that wasn't working for them, man, to be able to get into gun and have you know your quarterback actually operate in those situations, and it was squirrely at best. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a, a ball that went right through a DB's hands, it hit him right in the hands, and it, you know through would have been a pick six. It was squirrely at best, but you got to give Brock Purdy a ton of credit. I think the other thing that happened to San Francisco probably more than it did to um, to Baltimore is that rhythm, that rust aspect of, of what they do. Um, I think really, I think week 18 really kind of hurt them. And not only did they not play a lot of guys week 18, um, but they went completely vanilla. So they didn't do what they normally do. Right. Because they thought that they might be seeing, they thought they might be seeing the Rams here on Championship Weekend. So that was one of the things that they were concerned about, and um, I just like those things hurt them. I, I will say this, and it'll be interesting to see if Detroit takes some of what Green Bay did and tries to execute that in this NFC Championship game. And what I mean by that, you can tell a lot about how a team feels about you based upon the way they game plan against you. Think about how many quick throws, how many three-step drops, how many five-step drop, no hitch. They got the ball out of Jordan Love's hands quickly to their receiving core, got the ball out quickly and, and moved off of that stuff. And then how many times they got outside with the pin and pull game where they motion a receiver in and crack on a D end and get away from that defensive ends and make those defensive tackles and defensive, make that defensive line run. Let's make them run because we know how much, how apt they are to rotate guys. They want to rotate and rotate and rotate. Let's make those dudes run their asses off. Let's make them shuffle guys in and out in this weather. And, and that was really strong game planning in my opinion by Matt LaFleur of basically saying, if we sit here in a drop back game, we're going to get our asses kicked. But kudos to their offensive line because they held up. They did a really great job. Kudos to the game planning. 
getting on the edge of that San Francisco defense, being able to pin those guys to where they're not setting up edges, and the guy they attacked. The guy they attacked in the passing, they've gotten three wide formations, and knowing that Diamondor uh, Lenore is going to move into the nickel and Ambry is going to play corner. And Ambry's a guy who has struggled, and they attacked the crap out of him. Two PI penalties that they went after him. Um, stayed away for the most part of Ward, stayed away from uh, Lenore on the inside, and went after 20 Ambry. So, um, Ambry Thomas, excuse me. So, that's that's the direction they went. In, in, and I thought they did a really good job game planning. Um, and San Francisco did a great job of, of rallying at the end of being that number one seed and being able to, to find a way to win. So, they'll play Detroit. And again, what a great, great atmosphere in Detroit watching them win. And boy, it's just, you can just feel like that cathartic type feel that's going on in Detroit. You know, it's just people have been waiting since, you know, 91 for them to Mm -hmm. win a playoff game and now go to the championship game. First time since 92 when they played you guys. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, you know, Buffalo is sitting here right now, like, this season was for not right. We, we like this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Right? In Detroit, it is cathartic. They hadn't won a game in the playoffs since the '91 season slash '92 playoffs. Have they? Like even it, if it, if they lose, uh, yeah. it's still it's like even if well, like, like Houston, Houston, Green Bay. There's no. I think I'm speaking for Houston and and Green Bay fans. There's no sense of um, gloom and doom gloom right? and doom and like this is a it, gut punch yeah. loss because the future looks bright for you guys right <laughs> so in the case of Houston yeah. and, and um Green Bay and I think for Detroit don't you that Detroit goes into this game with San Francisco it's the proverbial house money yeah you know for what they've accomplished two playoff wins this is gravy now I agree I agree although I just know Dan Campbell well enough to know that's not no, the but attitude. I'm giving you the fans' yeah, perspective. Yeah, that's. I mean, they'll be they'll be ready. They'll be ready to play. It'll be really really interesting to see Detroit offensively. Man, they they are really good. Um, do a great job, very much like San Francisco does, of changing personnel, finding matchups and and mismatches in their personnel um, to get after you. Um, and then control in the middle of the football field. And I told you this middle of the season. I thought Jared Goff is one of the best quarterbacks I've watched at just dominating in between the numbers mm-hmm. in the middle of the football field and making tight window ballsy throws, just ballsy throws. And he did it again in that game. He was tremendous, um, just absolutely dealing within that game against Tampa Bay. Against, remember now, you're talking about linebackers who can flat run in that Tampa Bay system. Um, I thought he did a, a tremendous job doing that. And, um, and you know, ultimately, defensively, they did enough, which that's how they're built. They're not, and they'll tell you, we're not the most talented defensive football team. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson coming back has really helped them from an attitude and, and kind of swagger standpoint. But... To be frank, minus Hutchinson, they don't have another guy that threatens you, that really scares you. Um, a gleam is a good guy, a, a good player. Um, a, 
Aguim. I can't remember how to say his name exactly, but uh, he's a he's a good, a really good player. Um, but I, I just think there's a lot of you look at you look at them. Hutchinson can really rush the passer. Is a really like, but after that, there's nobody else that threatens you up front. So like that's that's an issue for them. Yeah, I think if you look at even Tampa fan, you got to mm-hmm. look at this this season as a, a huge success because coming off Tom Brady you had the big cap sure. hit. You took the flyer one year, four million on Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. That worked out to the point where Baker's got to be yeah. a re-sign right yeah. there in in Tampa. So it's it's funny we just got done with four games over division weekend and I in the case of three of the fan bases I think there's a a real sense of hope and excitement moving forward. Aleem the one McNeil, okay, Aleem McNeil, fifty four to feel good. It's driving me crazy. But in the case of ball, the only the only fan base that's like kind of wondering, you know, what what where do we go from here? It's it's Buffalo. Nobody, right. I don't think any other fan base felt like their loss was a gut punch. No, I mean, like think Buffalo. about most people thought Tampa's going to win four games this right. year, right? They're going to move on to Baker Mayfield. They're in camp, you know, they're in cap purgatory and all the, and, and yet here they are, you know, in the second round of the playoffs with a chance in, in that game. Um, and, you know, I think they they feel like, hey, man, Baker Mayfield can take us, you know, where we're going and yep. um, and we're only going to get better. And, and in that division? Yeah. In you know? that division, yeah, absolutely. We still have a really good defense, so um, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of a, a lot of things to look at with Tampa and feel really good about where you are. So we'll we'll dive into the championship games mm-hmm. later on in the week, but and I'll give you the option of of changing your mind between now and then. But if you as you sit here right now, right, who do you like on championship weekend? I um I like San Francisco, but. I'm not like I'm I'm concerned. Like I am concerned about kind of the way they played. I almost feel like playing that way and getting that one out of your system might in and finding a way to win it yeah. might actually be a good thing for them because right. I think they're a lot better football team than what they showed in that particular outing. Um and then I I just like I like Baltimore's physicality. I like what they're doing on the defensive side. But again, I will tell you that, man, it's hard to it's hard to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but I would take sitting here right now. I would take Baltimore and San Francisco. That the, those are the two teams that I well, think that gonna... apparently is what the script writers have already. Uh preordained right with the colors of the logo and everything like that so it's like three years in a row it's like three years in a row where it's just gonna the colors of the super bowl logo Uh are the two colors that you know that the teams represent although for every anybody who thinks that the fix is in the script writers the fix is in for kansas city when they overturn that mccall hardman fumble fumble, yeah that's where i was like woo, because most of us were probably thinking, watching it, like, they're not going to overturn that. It's the Chiefs. Right. You know, the officials are always looking out for the Chiefs, but not in this case. So when that happened, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Maybe this is a fair fight. Right. Yeah, well, that one was, I don't think you can overturn. I mean, that one, definitely the ball looked like it was out. So I don't, I don't think even the script writers couldn't rewrite that <laughs> oh, one. Oh, they could. Could they? They could. They could. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, what a what a trim- you know it, it, this weekend did not disappoint. Never right? does. We always say 
divisional round of the playoffs is the best round of the playoffs. It did not disappoint. It was incredible. But I'm telling you what, the matchups we got are the right matchups. Detroit, San Francisco, Kansas City, Baltimore. Those are the right matchups. And those are the, the, the honestly, those are the four best teams in the National Football League right now.